Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord to which I direct your attention at this time for our learning and encouragement today comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And I'll read again for you um, verses 10 and 11. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. In the name of Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of life, my dear friends, when you're a child, you perhaps get sick of hearing this, and maybe you are already as kids. What do you want to be when you grow up? Been asked that a lot? Yeah. And sometimes it gets annoying, but it does make you think, right? It's important to think about what you're going to do with your life. And I can remember being asked that question as a youngster. And there are really only two things that came to mind for me um, as a child as to what I might do later on in life. Um, One was to follow my father's footsteps and be a farmer. The other was to train to be a pastor. Now, both seem like good options to me. I grew up on a farm. I knew all about it. At the same time, I loved worship at church. I respected my pastor. And based on the love of Christ that I had come to know, I wanted to share it. So that's what I had in mind as I was growing up. But there was one thing that I knew I could never be as I was growing up. And that was anything that had to do with artistry. I can't draw, I can't paint. Um, I have no sense of perspective and proportion. For example, it wasn't too long ago I was playing a game of Pictionary and I was supposed to draw a dog. Okay, so I began drawing away and people were guessing cow, horse, and a goat. And then somebody says bear. I had a long tail on it. How could they call it a bear? But they called it a bear. Okay, um, I can't draw. And then I don't have a good sense of color coordination. Routinely I get sent back to my, my closet to pick out a new tie, right? A different tie. I'm not cut out to be an artist. And perhaps there are some things in your life that you would say that you're not cut out for, okay? Um, you're not gifted perhaps to be a singer or a cook or a mechanic or maybe an artist like me, right? In our lesson today, we're brought into contact with a man named Simon Peter. And I doubt very much that when he was a child, he was saying when people asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, that he said, I want to be an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. I doubt that was not on his radar at all. And yet, our lesson, taken from Luke chapter 5, takes us to the shores of Lake Gennesaret, Sea of Galilee in northern Israel, where some fishermen are washing their nets. They had spent the entire night before rowing around the lake, throwing their nets in, hoping to bring something back to be able to take to market or to feed their families. They got skunked. They got zilch. So can you imagine spending 8, 10, or 12 hours working and having nothing to show for it? 
They're probably a little bit frustrated as they're washing their nets, pulling off the seaweed and disentangling the, the twigs that are in it and then having to mend all the tears that are in their nets. Um, a frustrating day for them, a frustrating night. And while they're doing all of that, there is a preacher who comes by and he begins standing along the shore teaching the crowds and the crowds grow and grow and grow to the point where he interrupts the fishermen and he says, hey, hey, can I get in the boat? And then you push the boat out from the shore. You know, just stop what you're doing for a minute so I can preach better to this group of people. Okay. And so Simon Peter drops what he's doing and pushes Jesus out in the boat so he can preach and teach. Now, this wasn't the first time Simon Peter had met Jesus. We're told that earlier on, Jesus had healed Peter's mother-in-law. So he had some respect for Jesus as a man and also as a teacher, a preacher. And while Jesus is preaching, he goes about his work of tending to his nets. And then Jesus puts the amen on his sermon. The crowds go away. And it's Peter and his companions still working away. And Jesus has something else to say. He interrupts these fishermen again from their routine and says, Hey, why don't you get into this boat and put out into the deep water to catch fish? And notice he doesn't say um, so that you might catch fish. He says, Let down your nets for a catch. And Peter says, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now understand who is telling whom where to catch fish and when. This is a carpenter by trade. Jesus telling a fisherman by trade who's been doing this in his entire life, let out into the deep water and you'll catch something. See some irony there? But Peter respects Jesus and he says, because you say so, I will let down the nets. So he rows out to the deep water and as he's casting his net and begins pulling it in, you can imagine what is going through Simon's mind. This is the dumbest thing ever. I've been fishing for my entire life. I know this lake. I know the patterns of the fish. Nobody catches fish this time of day in the deep water. Then there's some tension on the net. And he starts thinking, well, might have nabbed a small school of fish. And he keeps pulling. And Well, this is a little heavier than, than a small school of fish. In fact, I don't think I've ever felt the net this heavy. And he keeps pulling it in, and oh boy, my net's starting to tear. I've never seen such a mass of fish. John and James, come, bring your boat because we can't fit all these fish in ours. This, this is nothing short of a miracle. And it's at that point that Simon had his Isaiah moment. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Notice how earlier he called Jesus master. It's a title of respect for another human being. But now he refers to Jesus as Lord, a 
title for God. He realized what just happened was supernatural. This was a miracle. This was the Lord from heaven who was now right before him. And Jesus falls at his knees and he says, go away from me. I am a sinful man. He's terrified. And he had every reason to be as a sinner. See, he was standing before the one who had sent a flood upon the earth that destroyed all the wicked save eight people. He was in the presence of the one who had sent down fire and brimstone on the violent and sadistic cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and then turned Lot's wife into a pillar of salt because she was looking back with fondness on what was being destroyed behind her. He was in the presence of the one of whom the psalmist says, with you the wicked cannot dwell. He had every reason to be terrified in the presence of Jesus. As would you and I. Because like Isaiah, like Peter, we come from a people of unclean lips. We say horrific things and think even worse. We have attitudes that are all about self and not about the glory of God and not about serving others. And so the Lord our God should do as he said through the prophet Isaiah. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Like Peter we would have every reason to be afraid and terrified in the presence of the Holy One of Israel. And yet, note how Jesus responds to Peter's fear. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Why not be afraid? This is the Holy One of Israel that Peter was standing before. Because there is more to him than just the judge of heaven and earth. This is the very one whom the prophet Jeremiah called the Lord our righteousness. This is the one whom the Christmas angel said is the Savior. This is the one whom later on the Easter angel said had risen from the dead after laying down his life as an atoning sacrifice for the world. And he says to Simon, don't be afraid. As the Lord touched the lips of Isaiah with the coals from the altar telling him your sins are forgiven, that's what he's telling Peter. You're forgiven. You're at peace with me. You're at peace with your Father. And the Lord says the same to you and to me, doesn't he? In the supper that you are going to receive this morning as the body and blood of Jesus touch your lips, Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. You're forgiven. Be at peace. You have hope for eternity. And that is the Jesus then who issues a call. He says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. 
And notice who he's saying this to. This fisherman who spent a night catching nothing. Frustrated and annoyed at that. Frustrated and annoyed that he's got to interrupt his cleaning duties to assist Jesus. And yet Jesus says, from now on you will fish for people. What was special about Peter? What was special about James and John? They're uneducated. Um, They didn't come from an influential background. They hadn't taken courses in public speaking or in journalism. What did Jesus see in these men who were fishermen by trade? Tradesmen. Well, it's not what he saw in them. It's what Jesus realized he would give to them. And the same call that Jesus gave to Simon Peter, from now on you will fish for people, is a call he's given to you and me. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. That's for every Christian. It's for you to do. It's for me to do. Why you? Why me? Why us? I mean, we're sinners. Even when we do our best, things still come out wrong when we speak, right? And our actions, sometimes they fall short and sometimes they go too far. Why sinners like you and me, why sinners like Simon and James and John to be his representatives? Well, we heard it in our first lesson today. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Why choose fishermen? Why choose you and me? Because God wants to make it clear that the peace and the forgiveness of sins, the faith that is in a person's heart does not come because of the skill and the power of the proclaimer and the speaker. It comes through the power of his word and the skill of the Holy Spirit who works through it. And so when there's boasting, it's all done in the Lord and about the Lord, isn't it? And so God has called you, and he's called me. God has called us imperfect people to go and tell the world where they can find the gift of perfection and that it's found in Jesus. We are beggars who get to go into the world and inform them where they can find bread for their hungry souls. Who better than people who are guilty of sin themselves to speak of the peace of forgiveness to other sinners. Peter, James and John, you, me. Children, teenagers, if you have the gifts, I want you to consider today training to become a pastor, a teacher, a staff minister. Because there is a world of souls, more than 7 billion of them, 
that are swimming in the sea of death and unbelief because they don't know Jesus and his love. And Jesus has given you the net of his word, the net of the good news of forgiveness in Christ to cast out into the world and draw in souls so that they might share the life that you know in Christ. Not everyone is gifted for ministry. Not everyone is called to it. Does that mean you're off the hook? No, Jesus still says, from now on you will catch people. He's given all of us the net to cast. Do you remember how I said before that I am not an artist? Well, guess what? God has called me to be an artist. Even though I can't draw and I can't paint. He's called you to be an artist too. He's called each one of us to paint a portrait of Jesus Christ in his love on the canvas of our lives. By forgiving others as Jesus has forgiven us. By being as generous to others as God has been generous with us. And letting the whole world know who it is and why it is that we do this for. It is for Jesus Christ who loved us and laid down his life, not just for us, but for the world. You, a fisher of souls, me? Absolutely. We have the word, we have the mouths, we have the lives to live. So brothers and sisters, let's go out to paint the portrait of Jesus and his love and to cast his net so that the world may have life. Amen.